Mike Tomlin addressed the offense at his press conference yesterday. Even came close to criticizing the coaching of the offense. But the solutions really aren't showing up in what he says. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Tomlin acknowledged that everything starts with coaching when it comes to fixing the offense. Tomlin acknowledged that when you do it once, it's once, but when you do it twice, his term now, it's a pattern. Okay, now everyone's going to hear that and think, aha, he's putting Matt Canada on notice. If Canada screws up Sunday night in Las Vegas, he's out of here. I'm not even going to get into that today because I, I, I don't have precedent with which to work on that subject. The Steelers just don't do stuff like that. We can debate back and forth. They should, but they don't. So what I'm looking at instead here is a coach who has put himself into a spot where he wants to see changes, but he doesn't seem to be eager to include personnel in the changes. And I am not just talking about Canada. How about running back? You guys want to talk about running back? You want to get real about running back? I'm going to ask you something here. Regardless of who you're a fan of, who you're a supporter of, who you're pulling for, the hardest, and everybody has their favorites, between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, if you had a third and one that you needed to get, if you had a play that you absolutely had to have made and you were just picking a guy, regardless of which one's your favorites or which one you think would be the biggest disappointment because he was a first-round pick or pedigree or anything like that, which actual running back would you hand the ball to? If you say, Najee, I'm sorry, you're not being honest. Okay, I am not at all a Najee basher. I have stated and I'm going to continue to state that this team will go nowhere without the best version of him. But I can say that in the same breath that I can say I trust the other guy more right now. I trust the other guy more based on what I've seen in the past, meaning in regular NFL games, but also over the summer, also in the preseason, also these first two regular season games. Yeah, the sample size is small. Yeah, they haven't had super quantity of runs, but you've seen it. You saw that run that Jalen had the other night against the Browns where he's facing three guys and he needs to go an additional seven yards. He has no blockers in front of him. He's made it past the first line, but he's got to get through three white jerseys. And he does. He does. You know why? Because he plows into them. He doesn't think he's something that he isn't. He doesn't think he's Le'Veon Bell. He doesn't think he's Barry Sanders. He's just 
Jalen. He's exactly what he is, undrafted, humble guy who understands that he's going to have to put his head down and go. And he does. No, the offensive line has not been great. I'm not blind. No, the quarterback has not been great. And as a result, he hasn't kept defenses honest. And by God, no, the coordinator hasn't been great. Because he's looking at a five-man front from the Browns, meaning five down linemen to start the game the other night. It took him two full quarters to grasp that that required an adjustment. But at the same time, one running back is running better than the other. So you know what? Use him more. This is what I'm talking about. You know who's been this team's best blocker in the running game? Hint, it hasn't been an offensive lineman. It's been Darnell Washington. Don't overthink this. Use him more. You know who's been the most dependable, handsy guy? In particular, without Deontay Johnson in the fold, it's been Calvin Austin. Use him more. If you're waiting for me to bring up the quarterback, I'm not going to do that. They've committed to a quarterback. So this is a lot like discussing the firing of Canada midseason. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Nor do I think it should happen. Because what we've seen from Kenny in these first two games is out of character, is out of step with his own precedent. I do believe he's going to bounce back. But I also believe that he could use some help. And part of that help is making sure that you're utilizing the right people, not just telling them, go study harder, go plan better, go execute better. That's easy. That's lazy. That's also passing the buck as a head coach, if it comes to that. Want to know what else I'd do? And this is probably the part that you've been waiting for the most. I would have Glenn Thomas, Mike Sullivan, and anyone else in the organization that I consider to be an NFL-level offensive mind become much more involved in the play selection, play design process. Look, I'm not the one who's always saying that we do everything together here with the Steelers. We don't uh, really have that much of a hierarchy. Every voice is heard. Okay, you know who's saying that? Tomlin. All right, act on it. In the past, when he hasn't been happy with a positional coach or a coordinator, he has found a way to either take that responsibility from the coach or coordinator, quietly pass it along to somebody else, or in the case of the defense, take it for himself. Well, he's not equipped to do that on offense. He's not an offensive coach. But he's certainly both equipped and authorized to get somebody else involved in either assisting Canada or just flat out taking over the role. Me and you don't have to know about it. In fact, I'm sure his world will be a lot less stressful if that never gets out. Probably will. But he can do that. He can do that. Is he going to? I don't know. I don't know. I don't ever get that sense from him. He does not like making personnel changes. He doesn't like it with coaches. He doesn't like it with players. Because I'm sure... He doesn't like letting everyone know, hey, we blew it here. We blew it. 
We should never have gone into this season with this setup, with this coordinator, with this player playing here, with that player playing there. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. The law firm of Edgar Snyder & Associates has joined forces with Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett to make a difference in the community. They're supporting Connecting Champions, a local charity that asks pediatric cancer patients, what's your passion, and connects them to mentors who give these young patients an identity outside of their diagnosis. You can learn more about what Edgar Snyder and Associates and Kenny Pickett are doing in the community by visiting edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Again, that's edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Today's J1Q comes from Clayton, and he says, DK, at this point, we've all had conversation and debate about preseason versus regular season, but I can't help but chuckle a little bit when I think back to Kenny Pickett throwing that absolute dart to Pat Fryermuth for a touchdown in the preseason, and then Kenny swinging his arms and strutting with a big smirk on his face. Where has that Kenny gone? All his confidence and poise, and even without Matt Canada's boneheaded calls, he just looks lost and overwhelmed out there. I'm not giving up on him, but he's just bad right now. Clayton, you're right. He's just bad. And before I even answer you, I want to throw out to the group here, if you're one of those sports fans who prefers to pinpoint one person or one facet for either blame or credit, you're going to swing and miss right now as it relates to this football team. Because it isn't just one person or one facet. It isn't just if you fire Matt Canada, everything's bang like that, going to be okay. If you replace Kenny, it isn't just going to be okay. And with all due respect to Mitch Trubisky, it, it, you know, it might go sideways. All I can advise here in trying to analyze what's wrong is to keep digging and keep adding. Because chances are you'll be correct with every new entry on your list. Now, where has Kenny's confidence or cockiness gone? Can't say this enough. Success always precedes that sort of thing. Success isn't what follows. You don't have confidence and cockiness and then have that lead into success. No. You're either someone who's been very, very good at something all your life, and you're able to carry that into uh, and through a tough spell and emerge from it on the other side. That's what I'm sure everyone's hoping for right now is the case with Kenny, because he has been that guy throughout his life. And there's at least the chance that Sunday night in Las Vegas, he could connect on a couple of, you know, pretty good-looking NFL starting quarterback-level passes 
where he'd get a little bit of that mojo back. Mojo, incidentally, was another term that Tomlin used in yesterday's press conference, which, again, I saw as you know more deflecting than anything else. They need a lot more than mojo. They need to execute. They need to do what they were doing in the preseason. And the reason that I kept stressing again and again and again that what I liked about their preseason was their execution. It almost felt um, cold, methodical, easy at times. The reason that I kept stressing that is this, because this is what it looks like when they're not doing that. So it wasn't them feeling all great about themselves and then performing. It was them performing and then feeling all great about themselves. If you want to get Kenny back, then he'd need something more than just one pass to George Pickens that sprung George for 71 yards. Kenny did his job there, okay? I'm not taking it away from him. If he misfires that ball as he's misfired a bunch of others, he can throw George's big stride off and maybe the Browns have an easier time sizing him up in the secondary after the catch. As it was, it was a perfect throw in perfect motion. And it ended up being six. Obviously, that one alone wasn't going to do it. But even then, here I go again. You're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to block better. You're going to have to make more intelligent decisions as a coordinator. All of these things have to occur concurrently. And I think that's part of what scares people when they're seeing this right now. And it's easier to just say, that guy stinks. Fire that guy. Maybe more than one stink. Definitely fire that guy. But in the interim... For them to succeed, it's going to have to be all of them. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.